Triple B Adventures Podcast. Get the fuck outside. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, bucks and does. I'm your host, Brady Pasola, with Nate Dog, Nathan Shermer. Nathan Shermer, U.S. Army and a Marine on a podcast. This ought to be fun. So this podcast, we don't have any guests. It's you and I. Back at it. Back at it, sipping on some libations. Tell me what you're drinking, brother. So, I am drinking a local local bourbon. It's actually um, San Diego Distillery. It's a single malt American whiskey. I like to either keep it local or keep it veteran when I'm when I'm sipping on my whiskey. That is bitching. Support your local veteran community. I'm sipping on a very lovely Sailor Jerry, which I've been sipping on for probably the last 15 minutes or so, so I'm going to have to refill pretty soon, but I'm already feeling pretty relaxed, kind of loose, ready to have fun with this podcast. This is 92 proof right now, and you can kind of hear my voice already. Um, <laughs> man, it's, it's good stuff, though. You know, it's funny. It's, I haven't been drinking much in the last two weeks, right? So last uh, was it last Monday? I started the this veteran lethal program. We're getting back to lethal program, and I completely cut out all carbs and all sugars. So like the second day, I wanted to murder every <laughs> single person around me. Like I had, I have like an addiction to sugar. Like it's a drug. Sugar is a drug, man. Oh, That's for why sure. People get so fat, um, and I just wanted like I was having withdrawals, and I was like sitting in my car looking at the person next to me. There was nothing wrong with them, but I didn't like the nose on their face, and all I wanted to do was rip their nose off their face. I'm like, I don't like your nose. <laughs> I hate you. I hate your whole existence. I hope you get a flat tire. Like, I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I, I went home. I was like, yeah, dummy. That's because you don't have any sugar in cars, so you're going to be angry. You're suffering withdrawals. I'm like, oh, I hate this. So then I'm getting up at 04. I'm tired. And then the other night, my wife points out, says, you know, Diet Coke and rum doesn't have much sugar or carbs at all. So I looked at the Diet Coke and I'm like, no kidding. But I also noticed on Diet Coke it says, bold new taste, which I'm pretty sure is code for taste like shit because that's what, <laughs> what Diet Coke tastes like. But mixed with rum or whiskey, it's not bad. So I found out it's a very low carb, so I treated myself to a drink. And tonight, we're on the podcast, so why wouldn't I? I don't know last week I had water, but I decided, you know what? Let's have some Sailor Jewelry. Sailor's Jerry's. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm He's feeling it. Sailor Jerry's and some Coke. So let's kick this thing off, man. So you, you, we talked earlier. We talked uh, before. You know, had some conversations. You started late in the army. I did. Yeah, I started at uh, the ripe old age of 32. That takes balls, <laughs> man, to to be older like that. Because I remember I was 32 which was like two years ago. <laughs> and I was still out of shape and fat. Um, what made you decide to go in late like that? I always knew since I was a little kid, it was one of those things where I just knew. I, I mean, there was every male in my family dating back to like the Civil War had been in the military. So I always knew it was just something that I was going to do. but. There was always something holding me back though, you know? Like when I was 18, I actually went surfing with a buddy of mine and had a had like a shortboard like five foot eight 
and I, I cut up off the lip of the wave, lost the board, but the leash yanked it back and it went into my thigh and like four inches of the fiberglass of the board broke off into my thigh. And like the next day I, I went limping into the Marine Corps recruiting station. I'm like, I'm ready to go. You know, oh, sign me up. No. He's like, uh, what about your leg? I'm I like, can't believe it didn't get you from moral, <laughs> dude. So, uh, and I didn't have insurance at the time. So I just had to like bandage it up with ace bandages. And so I, I wanted to go. I was all ready. And they said, no, you got this big old gash in your leg. We're not taking you in. Wow. And then, and then I started working. I started working right away. Started doing uh, optometry and lifeguarding and then just life happened. And then, you know, I was always dating someone. And then when the recession hit, I didn't have a job. No. I didn't have a girl. Yeah. I said, okay, I don't care if I'm old. I need to join. This is my <laughs> time. So so I went down to the recruiting station and it's funny I went like door to door for each branch. I started off in in the Air Force and they said no, you've you're you're too old. Once to the Marines, they pretty much told me the same thing. But they said, "Well, come back after lunch." But I was like, "No, I want to do it right now." I thought it was oh, like the movies man. where you sign yeah. up and you go. Yeah. Then uh, I went to the army and they said, "Yeah, brother, we'll, we'll take you. We'll sign you up today." So uh, I said, "Okay." Start filling out all the forms, and they're like, Jesus, you've done a lot. And you got to fill out a you know, security form for every city, county, and state that you've lived in. That sucks. So that alone was like 10 pages long. And the recruiters, they were passing me along, passing my packet along. They were getting tired of doing all the work on me. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, six months later, I, f- I finally was able to join. And they sent me off to Fort Knox, Kentucky. Fort Knox. How was Kentucky? Oh man, Kentucky was rough, man. It's now now I can say that it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But during my time in, I was like, oh man, Fort Knox sucks. I mean, it's so That was a weird sound. What was that? Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. It's like boing. Was that your cup? <laughs> I don't think so. Flick it. Actually, camera. That sounds cool, but that wasn't it. We're we picking up stuff from my next door, probably. <laughs> oh, maybe it was my knee. Maybe my knee hit that. Yep, yep, I think that was it. Okay, so going back. So Fort Knox is so hilly, so mountainous that they hilly have... Or hillbilly? All of the above. <laughs> There's definitely hillbillies in them there hills. Yeah, yeah, Appalachians. So Fort Knox is known for three hills, at least. Three hills, mountains, heartache, misery, and agony. Those are the names of those hills oh, that, plus. That, you have to, that you have to conquer... You know the twelve the yeah. twelve mile ruck march with with full load on your back through heartache, misery, and agony is, and when I went it was January it was negative thirty degrees, yeah it was it was challenging, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad yeah. I went through it. I thought Marine Corps boot camp was tough. You know I, I grew up in well you and I both grew up in the Midwest. You grew up in Wisconsin. I grew up in northern Minnesota. So cold for us is nothing. That's like grab the snowmobile, head out to the lake, and and throw a line in the water, do some. Uh, you know, some ice fishing or something like that. But still, you know, at least I went to San Diego. Uh, But, you know, it's funny that I went to San Diego August 2002 and uh, towards a warm season, and we were at Pendleton towards, like, November when it was getting cold up there and Camp Pendleton and stuff like that. I graduated November 22nd, so we were still up there. And it it was cold, man, but it wasn't Minnesota cold. But when you're standing in your skivvies at nighttime with the windows open at Camp Pendleton, you're starting to freeze a little bit. But Right, absolutely. That ain't what... 
Yeah, you said 30 degrees or 30 below? Negative 30, negative 30 degrees. In Kentucky. Yeah. In Kentucky. That's Minnesota I, I remember, cold, not yeah. Kentucky cold, man. Yeah, we had we had to do rifle Jesus qual Christ. at 30 below. Just no. nuts, yeah. That's yeah, insane. and you know when you're doing rifle qual, you can't wear your, your gloves, you know, so your hands are freezing. And I you don't have the gear water. that we have in, yeah. in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Yeah. No, you it's know? whatever the issue at, at the uh, check-in. Right, which is Man. bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> Oofta. But uh, yeah, it's all good. good. We're going to keep it light today. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you did, what, four years? I did, yeah. That's well, there's a little bit of story to that, but generally I tell people just four years. Yeah. Yeah, I was on my way doing more, but uh, some things happened in Iraq, and, and I lost part of my lung. So oh, so I got medically separated. So we'll just keep it at that. We'll, we'll, we'll keep, keep it light. It, we'll keep it light today. <laughs> we'll talk about another podcast. Um, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I ended up uh, got out and I got recalled back in and I got uh, it was funny. So when I got recalled, uh, I was living in Hawaii at the time and um, I sent to Mobcom, Kansas City, and we're sitting there and uh, it's funny. It's like they recalled infantry and radio, and I saw a whole bunch of the guys like I hadn't seen since com school like rolling up. I'm like, holy shit, man! Like, hey, how you been? Um, it's funny as they're saying like, yeah, so you guys aren't going to be going to combat here. Me filling up uh, billets in the rear. And there was one guy who's like, dude, I've been on five deployments. I'm not going to deployment again. And they're saying, well, you guys are going to be in the rear and some of you are going to be MPs. Like, can I just go on deployment again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when I got uh, a recall, so I went back uh, to Hawaii kind of trying to figure out, like, I don't want to be an MP. I don't want to be an admin. I want to do something because my unit never deployed, you know. And I got out, and then they got started to be a provisional MP company, go to Afghanistan or Iraq, wherever they went. And I wasn't a big fan of my my unit. Um, not a lot of brilliant people. In fact, one of the guys that's part of now was actually came in the unit just as I was leaving. Was like he found out like they had the lowest reenlistment rate, lowest retention rate, and like the CEO and sergeant major had written themselves up for bronze stars for like absolute bs wow yeah like so okay uh roger that i'm glad i didn't go uh with them um because you gotta trust the people to your left and to your right and Absolutely. i didn't trust a lot of people i trust my own brothers that were fellow radio operators but even i had staff ncos that was like there's no way i want to go combat with you like yeah there's no way ouch um so and that's hard to see, you know it's it's weird to say but it, there there are people and I'm, I'm sure there are people that didn't want to go combat with me. I was a smartass. <laughs> I was a big smartass, you know. I was a guy that when they tried to nominate me for Lance Corporal and didn't do it, I had them pin me on the rank for Corporal. The guys that tried to keep me from getting Corporal, I had yeah. to pin me on. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got recalled. And uh, so I called the PSR up, prices recruiter up, and said, I don't want to be an MP. He's like, well, you're going to be an MP, but you're going to get paid more. So I went in the IMADEP program. And then got stationed over at Pendleton there. And uh, I will say I'm a good Marine, not a good MP. Was not well liked by the fellow MPs. Being a field Marine, I was already a Marine. I was been out in the field. And, uh, you know, just didn't get along with that whole culture, man. I mean, I had some, I met some awesome people, some great people and stuff like that. But I had a different mindset that it just was not MP material, to be honest with you. I hear you. Uh, which I think some people are like, yeah, and. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I, you know, so I did a couple of years in, got out, did some college and, um, 
Yeah, man. So tell me about tell me about a good time, a fun time that you had when you were you were in the Marines. Tell me a good story. Been to Thailand four times. While in the Marines. Yeah. Okay. Three Cobra Golds and the tsunami relief uh, that we did. Uh, which wasn't really much. Uh, we didn't do a lot there. Some guys went to Bonhomme Richard and went over and, and Banda Aceh. Some of us stayed behind in Padia and uh, some went to Phuket. Some of us, uh, you know, basically sat in a four star hotel the whole time. So, yeah. Some of us got the, uh, you know, the pimp hand, uh, <laughs> the, huma- the humanitarian medal. Uh, the rest of the state in Thailand didn't get it. So it was like, yeah, whatever. So not a big deal. But Thailand was fun. Australia was fun. So I've never done a combat deployment. I've never been. Yeah, but nonetheless, like yeah. nonetheless, but, you've uh, had fun times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I say the fun times, I think, thinking on it now, were the working parties where the fun times were the worst times. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when, when stuff got really bad and stupid. Because Marines have this beautiful ability to play uh, games. Like, we'll call them fuck-fuck games. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's just... There's a special talent that Marines have in doing that to just make everyone's lives a living hell, you know. And <laughs> it's so not when, just the Marines, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And so when you sit there, you're like, "Why am I mopping the parking lot in the rain?" <laughs> Ooh, yeah. you pissed off somebody. Well, yeah. Why am I raking the sand in Twenty Nine Palms right now, like to make <laughs> it look nice? Like this is bullshit, man. That's uh, some Zen stuff, though. Yeah. Well, you realize is a you know, you think back like. Maybe I shouldn't have been such a smart ass to the corporal. <laughs> um, but when times got bad, I think that's when camaraderie happened. A lot of the fun happened. You know, you make jokes about it. You laugh about it. Um, I was talking about Juan with us the other day. Juan from Lendit. When we were at the 3MR, we were raking um, dung. Like, just shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. horse shit and sheep shit. And we started, we started laughing and giggling about, like, the sheep purposely shitting on the tree. Because there was a big pile of sheep shit right there. And so we were talking about sheep shitting in the shade <laughs> the whole time. So we had spent for like a half hour or an hour raking sheep shit and talking about sheep shit in the shade. <laughs> and this is, hey, horse, what do you want, sheep? Want to go shit in the shade? <laughs> You're talking my style. So we spent an hour just laughing and giggling. And that's what, you know, it's funny between military people is the ability to do that, take a really bad situation and actually have fun with it. And I think that's what people don't understand about our humor is when we come across very dark situations, we're able to take it and laugh about it. Because if we don't, it's going to eat us up. It's going to eat us up a lot. So that dark humor, I think, carries on with us. And that's what people look at us so horrifying when they talk about serious subjects. And we're in the background going, <laughs> uh, oh, that's not appropriate. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, okay. You continue on with your serious stuff. I'm going to be back here kind of giggling. <laughs> and And... You, I think to get through life, you have to have that dark sense of humor. And I think not everyone gets it. I think there are people that oh, get it. Oh, for sure. A lot of people don't get it. Well, you know what? I wonder if they, 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 they get it. They just don't want to be part of that lowbrow humor. Like, they're on their high horse. Like, you know, like they're a little too snobbish and stuck up to really get down and dirty. You know, they're like, well, we're above that. We don't do things like that. We don't laugh. I don't know why they're British all of a sudden. But, you know what I'm talking <laughs> Some about. Some of them are like that, I yeah. think. And then... You know, the others, yeah, they just don't get it. They just I don't. have to explain it. You have to break it down. Well, how do you simple, sp- stupid. How do you explain dark humor to somebody? How do you explain, like, yeah, well, when we see blood, guts, and gore during PowerPoint presentations, that's to motivate us and go, yeah, kill. <laughs> like, they look at you and go, 
Ah, uh, okay, so that's interesting. So, uh, change the subject. How are the flowers? You know, it's like, okay, obviously this conversation isn't for you. <laughs> right, you got to find something that, that they can relate to. Obviously, they can't relate to, you know, the, the gore, the blood, the guts. But there's always something. And what's funny is the blood, gore, and guts are motivating. Like, they put that in PowerPoint and safety presentations. Like, hey, we're talking about something really boring. Oh, a severed hand. How'd that happen? <laughs> Blew it up like Marines. Ah, like, yeah. Okay. You know? And you can't explain that. Like, you put a, you put a severed hand um, or a dead enemy on a PowerPoint presentation in a corporate environment. People will lose their minds. But obviously, it's they would culture. lose their jobs. They would lose their jobs. <laughs> they, but they, you know, it's it's obviously, and it's the military has a way of doing. The military has a way of taking and, I don't want to say dehumanizing, um, blood and gore, but it has a way of flipping a switch to have us look at that and go, yeah, that's normal stuff to us. Yeah, okay, that's a dead body. And I think the reason for that is so we can move on. We can see a dead body and go, yep, there's a dead body. Let's go on and kill the enemy. You Absolutely. Know? And so it's, it's, it's there's a purpose to it. But we don't shut that switch off and go to the military. And I think that allows for us to be able to deal with stuff a lot better. It deals, you know, when stuff comes across as challenging, that most people will go, I need therapy. And we go, you need therapy? I'm going to drink some whiskey, you know. And uh, I'm not saying whiskey solves all, but it definitely takes care of some problems. No, I'm kidding, guys. We're not <laughs> alcoholics. Um, but speaking you- speaking of which, when you were saying earlier that uh, – you had been drinking Sailor Jerry for like 15. I was thinking, oh, 15 years. And you're like, 15 minutes. I was a little disappointed. I thought minutes. 15 yeah. years. No, 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 <laughs> 15 years. I, you know, I bought this bottle of Sailor Jerry because it looks awesome. I love the way like whiskey and rum bottles look. It has that, that vintage kind of look to it. I don't want to say like, like I'm a hipster or it's a bespoke bottle of brandy <laughs> and and uh, spiced rum, especially Sailor Jerry. They got the nice pinup on there. Yeah, the Hula Girl man. Who doesn't love that? That's a cool looking label. I had picked up. My wife had picked up a bottle of called Speckletail uh, whiskey, and it was basically just a small regular bottle of whiskey, like sipping whiskey, and it said something about American Frontier, and it had, it had me at American Frontier. And speckled tail, I had like a like a hawk tail on a speckled tail. I was like, "This is awesome! This is American whiskey." It was behind the counter at Walmart, so obviously, uh, you know, it's it about was, as American as you can get. Well, American as you get, <laughs> you know, it's behind the counter at, at Walmart, so you know it's fancy because it's not on the open. It's behind the counter next to the cashier, judging you. Like, yeah. don't judge me. You work at Walmart. <laughs> not to say it's bad because I've worked at Walmart back in the day. <clears throat> Nothing anyway, wrong with that. Hey, no, your job's a job. Job is a job. And a you know buck what? is a buck. There's a lot of veterans getting out right now that are turning down jobs or opportunities. Like when you get out, like these guys don't have a plan when they get out. They're turning down jobs. Dude, you got a wife. You got a kid. Take a job. Get some money in while you can right now. It's not forever. Get a job. If it's Walmart, do it. Be best at it. Have fun with it. You know, you're going to see people there you're going to have fun with. Look, there's a website called what characters of Walmart or the people of Walmart? Have you seen? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. People of oh, Walmart. Oh yeah. my gosh, the characters are amazing. These things. You wonder, like, what did you think <laughs> about when you put that on this morning, man? Yeah, there's some uh, definitely some scantily clad ladies and gentlemen on it. You got to include the gentlemen too, because I've seen some. I don't know. If I've we seen some use, doozies. I don't know if we would say gentlemen, because I think it kind of diminishes the term. We'll call true, them true. 
We'll call but them, we don't need to be PC. Do we even need to call them people? Forget PC. <laughs> Forget PC. I'm just saying. I'm not talking about being... Because I think, I think when you say someone's a gentleman, that comes with a, a term of endearment and, and a little bit of sophistication. I would dare even call these people people. <laughs> like some of these characters, you've seen them. Well, they, they could be space oddities. Space, space force oddities? You... Well, we're going to have space force to fight these freaking oddities. Yeah, these oddities in space. The Space Force, go, you know, fight aliens and shit. Hell yeah. I mean, I thought of, uh, like, Independence Day. Like, truly, I was like, oh, fuck did you, yeah. Did you, like, want to read a list? Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to lie. I was like, fuck yeah. But then I, I saw all these things that are like, oh, you're going to be, you know, it's going to be astronauts and it's going to be, you know, Air Force and all that shit. I, I don't know if it was Air Force. Like, I don't know Air Force is like, um, we already have a space program, but uh, I think what will happen is they'll end up, like, taking away from the Air Force. Like, because the Air Force has a national reconnaissance where they just basically control all the spy satellites throughout, the like, the universe. Universe. The world. You know, on the outside <laughs> of the atmosphere. The world. The world. Uh, well, I mean, how could they... If it's a flat Earth, I mean, why, you know, would they orbit... We're not going to get the whole flat. Anyway, so let's get back to Space Force. So, Ooh, did you hear that? Pretty. I'm playing with your microphone. That's that's the boom, you weirdo. That's the boom. <laughs> um, so, when I heard Space Force, I'm like, can we at least name it something other than what a five-year-old decided to like? Because <laughs> that's what I thought. And I'm not against Trump. I'm not really a big supporter, but... Like, for me, it was like, can we just name it something else? Like, you have a whole staff of people. Can you name it something other than Space Force? It's got a nice fucking ring to it, though, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, speaking speaking of Space, space Force, we yeah. um, we both bought some domains. Yeah, yours looks good. Um, it's bitching. It's rad. It's rad. So what are you looking to do? Are you looking to flip it, sell merchandise? What are you looking to do on it? Yeah, I'm just looking to flip it, man. Flip it. Yeah, so uh, the the time that I put into it and and what I bought it for, I'll sell it to you right now. Twenty five bucks. Twenty five. So, I think I think you can sell it for a lot more. I think you should hold on. Yeah, to but it's it. you. Nah. I'll sell it to you for twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. So there's three, and I want you to come in on with this because there's there's I bought two. So yeah, let's and, say what domains do we have? Yeah, what what do you have? Mine is departmentsofspaceforce.com and Department of Space Force. Dot org. Okay. So I found those. Like legit. No, like legit. It like, legit. It, yeah, at it least is it dot com and dot legit. Com. Yeah, Department of Space Force. So I actually tried to go on Namecheap and see if I can sell it. And they said, well, you can sell it for up to $1,000. I'm oh, like, nice. what if I want to sell it for $500,000? <laughs> and they're like, well, we have to put like a special ticket in for that. And a lady was like, you want to sell it for $500,000? I'm like, why not? Yeah, exactly. Eventually, Why the government, not? maybe the government would just be like, no, it's ours. Yoink. <laughs> the government's kind of like the mob. Like, oh, we'll make you an offer you can't refuse. But, uh, you know, if you decline it, we're just going to take it anyway. You know, that's what it sounds like, you know? So the, the, right. Because the government was gonna the, break your own. the eminent domain, you know, thing. Like, hey, we'll offer you a fair amount. If you deny it, we're just going to take it. And that's it. We'll use eminent domain on it. So I don't know. They could take it from us. I don't. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I kind of want to sell merchandise. So a buddy of mine uh, set up a page called um, 
U.S. United States Space Force, and in three days he's collected six thousand um, six thousand followers in three days, and he's just been memeing the hell out of this thing with like, and, and people have been coming up with like the trolls on the internet have been coming up with like the the Trump memes. Yeah, you know, like oh, yeah. it's 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 brilliant. It's fun. Uh, it's hilarious. And in six, I'm sorry, three days, six thousand followers. So I'm gonna see if I can convince them. Maybe we can come together. All come like all three of us come together and create like a little little something we can uh, have some fun with with the websites and stuff. So right, uh, we'll see what happens. I was laughing my ass off. I mean, things have been shared so many times, and it's not. It's funny. It's not just one political party over the other. Like both political parties, people who are pro-Trump and anti-Trump, are sharing these memes because it's hilarious. That's true. It's it's been a unified effort, which and, is nice to see. And then you talked about this last year. I read an article Don't today. Don't touch the boom. I will touch. Mm, what's up? No. Uh, <laughs> they talked about last year. They had said um, that Mattis had wrote a letter to a congressman and said, Let's, can we not? Can we not do this? And so Mattis was still against it. Mad Dog Mattis. Every general apparently has been against yeah. it. And he just said, well, eh, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Space Force. <laughs> And As Christopher Pence, Walken. Yeah. <laughs> and Pence stood behind him like, yeah, get some. You know, inside he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm not trying to bash Trump or Pence or anything like that, but you can see the look on his face like, dude, come on. Like, Space Force. He's trying to make a legacy. Something that no other president has. I can tell you right now, Space Shuttle Door Gunner patches are going to sell out oh fuck yeah sell out like it's going to be hilarious t-shirts people are going to make some money off this thing it's going to be funny to watch and funny to see and i think people are going to ride it out man people are going to ride it out as long as they can and who knows if congress because i think congress actually has to adopt it right right it exactly yet. it's got to go so on. he was like we're going to do this and congress like uh uh Okay, so who are we going to use? And I know Elon Musk is over there going, I can't wait to get into the Defense Department and start creating, like, crazy ass. His pants have been wet for a week long. He's going he's gonna to put on his flamethrowers. <laughs> not like fireworks in space or anything like that from a toll. You have to have oxygen. There's no oxygen in space. But you know he's, like, over there, like, licking his lips, like, ready to do this. Like, let's do this. I'll put a Tesla... Space shuttle into space. He's already done that, hasn't he? Didn't he put his own? Well, he, yeah, Tesla he put in space? he put an actual Tesla into space. But I'm like saying his own, right? Yeah, he's gonna make a Tesla space shuttle. I'm pretty sure. Like, let's do this. Oh yeah. Did you see? Did you see when he launched the uh, was it the SpaceX into space? The rocket burners came back to Earth and landed upright. Yeah. That's Dude. insane, dudes. What kind of mad? Dude, so. Out of this world smart. Like, literally. Dude, out of this just, world. And they, I mean, obviously it's his idea. There are engineers behind it. You know, obviously it's not just him coming up with this crazy-ass math to be able to do this. But that's insane. I was looking at like, there's no way that's happening right now. I just landed right there. Yeah. So it's straight up. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Boggles the brain. He's got a company called Boring. The Boring Company. Okay. That's Those are the ones that made the flamethrowers. Nice. <laughs> oh, and, what? and surprisingly, I think the flamethrowers are legal in California. 
I have no idea. I won't even speculate on that. Do I want one? Yeah. Do I need one? Yeah. To live. Yeah. yeah. Like literally to live. I need one of those. Like I want a flamethrower. Why? Because when we go to our camp house for Triple B, I'm going to light a fire with a flamethrower. Hell yeah. I, how much are they? I don't know. I don't think they're much. You like literally much? just a couple hundred bucks. Throw a, well, you light it with like a lighter and a little, I don't know. I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah, I don't think you want your thumb, your finger and your, your thumb no. in front of that. No, I've lost Whatever. eyebrows already from like propane <laughs> grills. Like, like I had this uh, 10-year-old propane grill that I have a my knee. My knee keeps doing boom. that. Yeah. Um, it's the boom. It's the boom. Here comes the boom. Um, I lost I eyebrows and arm hair from lighting a 10-year-old gas grill. Because I turned it on. I'm like, man, I smell gas. Why is it not lighting? Click, click. <laughs> Oh, so I guess I didn't need eyebrows anymore or yeah. arm hair for that matter. Is that the smell of burning hair and flesh in the air? That would go great with my steak. Smell. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so um, I don't know what jogged my memory of this, but, you know, we're trying to keep it light. And I did not know that you play harmonica. I don't play harmonica. I know a couple things on That's harmonica. That's all we need. Let's let's bust it out. Let's you bust it out bust a little. I don't. Yeah. I know this because I can't sing to save my life. Um, I bet you could if you tried. So I know that. That's good. And then we can say stuff between that. Like we can have a little fun. We can say things that rhyme, right? Like, uh, Nathan's got really short hair. And then, but I really don't care. He's got a really awesome beard. But I'm always getting smeared. I don't know. What rhymes with beard? <laughs> I don't even want to know what smeared means. Like, you know? Like walloped, beat up. Uh, I don't smeared, know. Yeah, sure. We'll call that. We'll call that. I'm thinking of something else in my head anyway. And I was thinking of things, okay. Uh, I was thinking of times in Iraq, but I'm like, damn, what rhymes with Iraq? You know what's funny? So we had our 3MR last year. Uh, we had uh, good old Rudy Reyes out there. He brought a buddy of his, Varun, and um, his buddy Brandon Mills. Brandon Mills is a Marine, and he's a he's a musician. Is Varun, is that the one that was in the tactical bikini? No. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? There, there was a lady in a tactical bikini, like, strolling around. Was this the last 3MR or the fall 3MR? This last April. Yeah, no, no. So we're talking about the fall 3MR oh, last okay. year. Like 2017, okay. fall 3MR. Rudy brought uh, two dudes out, Brandon Mills. Him and Varun drove out for like Chicago to come to this event. And uh, Brandon was our, our musician to play for everybody. That's awesome. Everyone just got drunk and yelled at him to play songs. Is what it was. <laughs> Everyone just said, hey, play this song. Like, and I would admit, I was a little guilty of that one. I was like, play American Pie, you know. And Free so, bird! That's basically what it was. <laughs> and we were standing around, and he was, he was strumming. And then I got a harmonica, which I don't play, but he's like, don't worry, just play notes. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But it sounded good, and he made me feel like a superhero, man. He's like, yeah, you're doing good, man, let's do it. So we were playing you're around, we were jamming. We were jamming on the harmonica and the guitar. That was so cool. We had a bunch of veterans standing around us, singing. Bye bye, Miss American Pie, and it was the worst rendition I have ever heard in my life. But, <laughs> but I'm sure me, everyone had fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was so much fun. Rare opportunities to do stuff like that. 
Uh, but that was fun. And Brandon's just a solid dude. He can sing. His, poor guy, like, did not have a chance to, like, sing an original song of his. He just... Uh, he just ended up like just singing what we told him to sing all night. I haven't heard from him since. I think that might be why. But uh, solid guy, man. That was a I lot mean, of fun. He sounds really talented, so I'm sure that's he's super busy. That's he is. Yeah, check him out, Brandon Mills. Um, last name M I L L S. Mike India Lima Lima Sierra. Um, he's on, is he like a model too? I don't know. He he looks like he could be a model. Yeah. Like I'm not definitely. You know. I'm not saying anything here, but you know he could he could probably pull it off. I'm sure. Yeah, him and Rudy both. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Rudy can model just about anything. Right. It's, yeah. Like so those said, Marsoc if, guys. Well, he's not Marsoc. Yeah. He's recon. There's a difference. Okay. So yeah. So okay. so Mills Mills and him were recon. Uh, I think Mills. Were, I think it's, I don't know if Mills was recon. Maybe he was. I'm not sure. He was. Um. But uh, Rudy, yeah, recon. For sure. So you guys don't know who Rudy Ray is. Is Rudy was uh, on Generation Kill back in the back in the day, man, on HBO, and he played himself. And after watching that show and meeting Rudy for the first time years ago, I'm like, only Rudy could ever play Rudy Reyes. There's nobody could play Rudy because he's a character himself. You cannot oh, yeah. imitate Rudy. You cannot imitate his spirit, his um, his energy. Like he just he just does That's his true. thing, man. He is there, um, and he's he's. He just makes you feel like a. I remember this like so. A couple years ago, Article Fifteen and Range Up came up with what Range Fifteen, and we were at Shot Show, and he said, "Hey man, if you hear, you see me out there, say what's up." So we're at like Battlefield or some like place out in Vegas, and um, I'm walking past, and I hear Brady. I look over, and it's Rudy. And I'm like, "What's up, man?" He comes over, and he goes, "Guys, this is Brady Pasola. He runs San Diego School Survival. He does this. He does that." And he knew all this stuff that I had never told him. And I was kind of like blown away a little bit. I was like, "What is yeah. that?" Like so, and he's like, "Brady, this is my agent. This is this guy. This is this guy." He introduced me to Tim Kennedy. Like, was standing around. Like, I was like, "Oh my gosh, man, this is awesome!" And then he walked his way and flicked his hair, and I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> you, that is you brought crazy. up. You brought up a good point. I was actually just gonna mention that." You know, Rudy, wherever he goes, he does recon. Still, even if it's military and not related, mm-hmm. he does recon on everybody that's going to be there. Yeah. He reconned our entire staff. No kidding. I wasn't even up yet, and Molly had met him. And he's talking to Molly. He says, hey, where's Nate? Where's your boyfriend, Nate? I heard so much about, you know, Nate mm-hmm. and what he did in the Army. Yeah, and yeah. then I hear him say, hey, where's Justin? He reconned our entire staff, and he knew about us. I don't know if it... Well, that was he, pretty cool. He probably did, but he also was very good with names. You got He's, a bunch of that, like... Yeah, my lips are <laughs> chapped, and so I look like, you know, Carmex. Um, but he just yeah. took a big, big dip of Carmex and, like, splattered it all, all over his face. face. <laughs> I was just like, ah, put it in my face. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he just, he just... He remembers things, man. He's really, really smart. You know, I had an opportunity to ride with him. All the way up to um, uh, up to LA, you know, from the last three MR and talk, man. The guy's just got a philosophy that you just want to adopt and take in and be a better person. So, yeah, he's a good dude, man. So let's get off Rudy's dick and get on to other things. If you insist. If I insist. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, if if any of you, male, female, whatever, get a chance to to meet Rudy, you'll you'll understand. He's he truly is an incredible person. It's not just that we're, you know, starstruck or anything. He's he's a good dude. 
No, and I'm not starstruck. Like, you know, like, Rudy's just a solid bro. He's a Marine. When you talk to him, he's a Marine. Um, he's a bro, you know. Even if he is talking to you with shirt off and only wearing silkies, and you're just like, Jesus Christ. I feel like a piece of shit standing next to him every time. <laughs> like, oh, dude, I'm not putting pictures of you and me up anymore because I just look like shit, and you just look amazing. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. But the dude works his ass off. Oh, like, when I first brought him out, I'm like, you hungry? He's like, I got a PT first. So he'll go throw a kettlebell around uh, for like an hour, and then he'll eat. You know, like this dude is serious about his career. He's serious about what he does. He's serious about looking good because all his career, he's making his career in TV and film and modeling and stuff like that. So that's his job, man. He's got to make sure he works out. So he takes his job very seriously. There's make no bones about it. Right. But he's made it a lifestyle since he was a young kid. It's been his lifestyle to to work out and be absolutely on top of it not only physically but but mentally as well and i won't give his life story you know i imagine it's pretty private you know he'll he might say if we have it on a podcast but he had to grow up very quickly he had to very grow very very quickly you know like most of us in the midwest you know um true so. but yeah true. so anyway on to uh three mr is a fun time it's our little fundraiser if you guys get a chance come up to our three mr uh, it's called Modern Mountain Man Rendezvous, and we do it. We were doing it twice a year, but it was just a lot, a lot for us. Um, but basically, it's a bunch of veterans gathering up a bunch of campers and doing survival stuff. Um, so to habits. everybody, yeah, to everybody. Veterans are the staff, but yeah, to it doesn't matter if you serve or not. Come out and enjoy yourself. Uh, we're not going to have it this fall. We're going to have it this spring. The reason why we're not doing this fall is because we're doing what the Silkies hike. What? With the Reverend Warriors. Yeah. So last year I coordinated the Silkies hike for Reverend Warriors. We got 500 people, which I, I was told a record breaker. I don't know if it's true or not, but I was told it was a record breaker. I'm like, hell yeah. So I wanted to do one, like a Silkies backpacking march, you know, through the hills of, of, of San Diego. But I thought, you know, that's kind of too close. So I t- hit up Jesse James from, um, uh, from Irreverent Warriors. And I said, I would love to do a Silky Psych, but I want to be like a combination of Triple B Adventures and Irreverent Warriors, but also bring in a whole bunch of different organizations. I want to break the record. Originally, I said 5,000 people. And Oceanside, where we were having it, was like, uh, how about just 2,000? And I'm like, how about 2,200? Because that's the theme, the 22, you know, the 22 right. uh, kilograms, 22 uh, kilometers um, with, um, before the 22. So I thought 2,200 veterans and active duty, I thought. So uh, my goal, and I want you guys to check it out. We're already putting it out. My goal, uh, our goal, our goal is to have 2,200 active duty uh, veteran veterans out there marching in their silkies through the middle of the ocean side. And it's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen a silky hike, go on look up silky hike. It's amazing. There's a lot of irreverence. That's uh, so why I call it Reverend Warriors. There's a lot of just fun camaraderie. And that's what it's about. It's about bringing that camaraderie, fighting that isolation, fighting that loneliness, fighting the PTSD, the, the anxiety, getting together and reminding yourself that your brothers and sisters are out there and they want to have fun and hang out and get together in that, that culture, that environment, that spirit, that warrior mentality, that spirit of fun. Um, and just... Uh, kick it a little bit so yeah we're gonna do eight miles through from oceanside from guahomi park i think it is to um to the harbor and we got an awesome guy named dennis dennis is helping out big time dennis is uh he's really done a lot for us uh he's helping out so he's co he's co-hosting it with me 
uh, on behalf of Triple E Adventures, and he's just killing it, man. The guy's awesome. And he's already working with Oceanside. So, Silky Psych, check it out. It's going to be October 6th. Very October nice. October 6th, yeah. So I got two questions. It's a two-part question. So first part is, um, for those that don't know, explain what Silkies are. Silkies. Paint that picture. Silkies are a funny kind of thing. Silkies are about mid to upper thigh shorts, and they do not conceal any part of your anatomy whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's borderline inappropriate, which makes the fun of it. Because uh, people strike many poses while working so wearing silkies that they shouldn't especially some of those veterans who have the vet 15 bot you know the veteran 15 pounds you know that we put on when we get out uh, including myself not not excluding myself at all hey yeah. i got the i got the vet 30 the vet 30 oh yeah so yeah so silkies are just and the veterans are listening to this they know what's up and the guys that are getting up in the morning to go pt cut the lining out and it's just <laughs> You're, you're holding someone while they're doing sit-ups, and it's like looking at bubblegum on the sidewalk in July. <laughs> you're just like, what? All right, you Bro. painted that picture. I love it. Bro, yeah. And so you're like, come on. So that's what Silky Psych is. It's wearing Silkies. Shirt's optional. Um, so the second part, Silkies are a Marine thing. What not are, necessarily. What if you're not a Marine? Well, not necessarily. So there's Silkies throughout the, like, the Navy. I've heard Army Ranger panties wear them because the army right, calls them ranger right. panties are black uh recon has a black uh the silkies so, so you guys heard that even if you're not in the military you can order them online but you can't hike in the silkies hike if you're not in the military really yeah you have to be a veteran it's for veterans only to hike you can support us you can come out party with us at the end but the hike is for veterans and military only to keep that camaraderie that spirit that fun um, and, okay. and be with ourselves. You know, I'm but not you saying can still buy. Space. You can still buy oh, silkies from. You can go Triple on, B Adventures can, yeah. has silkies. Yeah, you can go Triple B Adventures TBA vet. Um, in fact, my co-host is is the marketing the the website guy. He runs it. Um, you can go on TBA.vet, buy a set of silkies that say Triple B Adventures on them. Get the buck outside, uh, as you guys heard at the beginning of the episode. And they're awesome black silkies. They they feel good, and you can wear them as underwear. Like people don't know, like you wear his underwear, and then if you want to go swimming, you can detra you can de pants yourself and wear them, and it's still Easy not access. a bad look. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just boom. I'm in shorts now, and they feel good. They're comfortable. I go on hikes with them. They just feel good, man. There yes. isn't a place I go to where someone talks about silkies that I'm not dropping my trousers. Goes look at my silkies. <laughs> I'm wearing silkies right now. And then also we're or you're setting up that that people can buy the shirts and the silkies at. Gunfighter yeah. Tactical, right? Yeah, so we're going to start putting some shirts and silkies. I think we're going to do a 50-50. We'll put 50, you know, we'll put some here and then put some in case we need to ship them off or whatever um, or bring them out to an event. So Gunfighter Tactical is going to, if you order silkies and Our one and only sponsor right now. Yeah, yeah. Get on the well, list. We got a couple sponsors. Um, we got Gunfighter Tactical. We got Kit Fox Outfitters. We got your marketing company. That's Landshark um, Marketing Solutions. Uh, we got San Diego School Survival, Tricorn, Lend It. So we got a whole bunch of really cool um, Black Heart construction. Um, so we got a lot of sponsors and support from different people. So, but um, but Gunfighter Tactical. That's where we're shooting this episode right now. Is Gunfighter, and we're standing around. You keep saying guns. shooting. What's that? Shooting. We're we're we're, we're recording the episode. We're yeah. <laughs> recording. Uh, but we're around guns. It's awesome. 
Um, but yeah, you want to come down here. We're going to put some shirts up uh, pretty soon, and they're going to do it for us. We're going to hang some silkies and shirts up from both 3MR and our current ones. The 3MR ones are cool because we got shirts that say, if they can't find you suave, they should find you savage. And you guys will like this shirt. And then for the females, we have a really cool robin egg blue v-neck with a Victorian woman in the middle with a dagger and double-barreled shotgun cut off. And it says, if they can't find you fierce, they should find you fancy. And that one definitely is a crowd favorite. That's a, that's a cool one, man. My wife came up with that saying because I was sitting there trying to go over it. And, and she goes, what if they can't find you fierce? Uh, or if they can't find you fancy, they should find you fierce. And I'm like, that's awesome. And I was trying to go with like an old-style kind of look to it. So I first looked up Mountain Women. No. <laughs> that's not... They, they are, we'll call them handsome you don't women. Want, you don't want Bertha on there? Yeah, no. So I looked at Victorian women, which were around the time. And if you look at Victorian women at the time, were... I mean, they were savages in the sense that they tolerated a lot. I mean, think of it. You're in the 1800s. It is balls hot outside, and you're wearing three layers with a bustier that is tight. Uh, maybe, I'm not sure if I'm using the correct term. Uh, corset, corset. <laughs> You're wearing a corset that is like tight, and you gotta act proper all the time in the 1800s. Not easy. So they that's like a, torture. Yeah, that's a level of savagery that that it's that's so that's why I put it on there. It's like a level of grace and savagery at the same time. So they're fancy and fierce at the same time. So if they can't find you fancy, they should find you fierce. And I believe Victorian women at the time uh, were fierce, fierce women. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, carrying daggers and. And double barrel shotguns. Because if you look, there's a there was a woman back in the day. I forgot her name. She was she was one of the only, and I think she was African American. She was black, and she rode carriages. So imagine wearing Victorian type clothing, riding carriages, and she carried a double barrel shotgun, protecting coaches. She did not care. She will smoke you. I read stories oh, about. Sure. It. I forgot her name. Nice podcast. We'll throw her name out there. I forgot her name, but I remember reading about it. It's pretty badass. Right on. So yeah, um, I've been trying to get you to to tell stories. I've been trying to keep it light. So maybe maybe you'll think of one while I tell more while I tell mine. I was thinking of um, you know a funny story, you know about Iraq. I remember my uh, my first week in Iraq. You know be- before Iraq, you know you get all the training and, and boot camp and everything. You got incoming mortar rounds, whatever. You know your training is always get to the bunker, get to the bunker. Yeah, yeah. So train like a fight. Yeah. So I was there. When you're in training, when you're when you're at boot camp, you don't have MRAPs and you don't have all that stuff. You got, you know, you just got your weapon and the bunker. Yeah. Well, at this point, my first week there, I was actually on the other side of a 12-foot T-wall outside of our, our compound. And incoming, 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 all these mortar rounds are coming in. And my sergeant's like, get down, get down. I'm like... Well, I'm on the other side of the T-wall. The bunker's on the other side. But I, I was I was in really good shape then and full of adrenaline. So what did I do? I jumped. I ran and jumped. I got to the top of the T-wall, like 12 foot, and I jumped. I dove into the bunker. <laughs> by the time, you know, everything clears, Yeah. my sergeant comes to me, picks me up by, like, the scruff back of my neck. He's like, Shermer, what are you doing? I'm like, Sergeant. I'm getting to the bunker. And he says, first thing he says to me, he says, uh, what does MRAP stand for? I'm like, mine resistant ambush. Oh, are you oh, serious? Man. He says, yeah, next time, because I was actually on top of the MRAP. I was fixing the transceiver. And he <laughs> says, get down, get, you know, 
get down. So I'm like, I was thinking, get to the bunker. But no, I should have gotten inside the MRAP or underneath. Oh, and I would have been just fine. Oh, but, man. But you know, we didn't train with MRAPs. Yeah. So I had, I had no you, idea. You went to muscle memory and exactly. said, I need to get to a bunker. Yeah. That's funny. Did you ever see that video <laughs> where a guy throws a grenade into the turret and drops and everyone just loses their minds? Oh, wow. No. So I it was a prank. It was, I laughed for days. Was it so a dummy round? It was a YouTube. No, he just, it was a little live grenade. He just didn't pull a pin, but he just threw it up over the turret and people looked down and went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and That's mean. Oh, man. Wow. It was messed up. It was messed up. I laughed my ass off. Dude, that is funny, man, that you went right to the bunker and not even the MRAP. I can't think of any funny stories off the top of my head being put on the spot. I just, I'm trying to think, man. Um, I've had brain blocks these days, man. I just can't think clearly these days, man. Uh, no worries. I'll, I'll tell I'm another story then. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell an outdoor adventure story, but this one is, um, this was civilian story. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was actually going to get my solo certification so I could skydive. Yeah. Went through the whole ground school. Everything was fine. And then I met my my skydiving instructors. Where it was skydive, like, I don't know what they're... They're just there. They're they're next to you, side by side, but they're not... Like, I guess some of them hang on to you, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But my guys weren't hanging on to me. Yeah. So we get up. We do the whole training. They're asking me, hey... You know, you good to go. You got this. You got this. What happens in this? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. So there's like 12 of us. Jesus. <laughs> boom. Yeah. Touching the boom all the time. Gosh, man. So anyways, there's like 12 of us in the plane. And me and my guys were the last to go out. So we get up to the, to the opening, the door of the plane. And to my first instructor, give him the thumbs up. He gives me the thumbs up. Second instructor, give him the thumbs up gives me we're good to go so i go through my routine i uh i look outside the plane i say prop for the propeller down and the arch and we're out we're out of the plane free falling and just like right away everything's going wrong we're tumbling through the air we're not just flying gracefully through the air we're tumbling around and my first instructor to my right he's gone right away he's gone so I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Still tumbling around. I see the other guy. He's he's to my left. And uh, next thing you know, I'm, I'm on my back. I'm flying, but I'm on my back. I'm like, okay, this is a little jacked up, but whatever. I'm going to fix it. I'm starting to rotate to get off my back to get onto my belly, mm-hmm. flying down. And the instructor comes and yanks my parachute. Oh. But since I'm flying upside down, I'm on my back. The chute went out. And then it wrapped around, and I had a oh, I had a line no. over. I had a line over my parachute, and then that instructor's gone. So I'm completely alone, 13,000 feet, completely alone, and I'm flying out of control. I got lines over the chute, and nothing is working. So I go up. Okay, I remember my training. Okay, I'm going to pull on the cords. I'm going to pull on the controllers. I did that three times. Jeez. Three times. It wasn't working. So I remember the training. Okay, I'm, I'm cutting the chute. I let the main chute go, and then I'm free-falling again. Yeah. But this time I'm free-falling, it's more controlled. I'm free-falling on my belly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking, okay, this is good. 
And then I remember this. This went back to my military training. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. First off, your instructors sounds like dicks. Yeah, they were like straight I'll, dicks. I'll talk more about that. Yeah, but they oh. were dicks. But uh, I remember all the cadences. I don't know if the Marines have cadences yeah. about your reserve, but the Army had cadences about if your main should fail you too. Yeah. I've got a reserve. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget. But I just remember. From day one in the military, we had a cadence that always talked about. Yeah, I got, got reserved a, by my side. Yeah, 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 exactly. So if that one should fail me too, look, look up, Satan, I'm coming for you. Yeah. So I that just came into my head before any of my civilian training. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. I got my reserve. Boom. I deploy the reserve. Shoot goes up. It's it's got shape. It's steerable and it's stable. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, good, 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 good. My first time. And then I was guiding it down, and I had to guide down to the 50-yard line on this field. Mm-hmm. I made it to the 45 on my own on the very first try. Nice, drive. man. So, so I'm happy. But that was my very first experience. Did you chew solo ass? skydiving? Damn. Did you chew ass to your instructors when they got down? Like you, assholes. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to so bad, but I knew, you know, I was going through their training. I wanted to go solo one, solo two, solo three. And go all the way up. I wanted to be instructor. So I kept the civil. Even though I was pretty sure that I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I went up to them and I said, hey, I don't know what happened up there. But I apologize. Because yeah. everything went wrong. Mm-hmm. You guys left. Whatever. And it was it's my life. Yeah. So, you know, I said, you know, I apologize. And then he said to me, he says, no. Stuff happens. He says, but you handled yourself, and you got out of it. You handled yourself. You made it here. You guided yourself here. Everything is good. Yeah. He says, you were fine. So I said, thanks, man. But then he went and told the jump master another story. That's what I was kind of upset about. Yeah. Because he told them that I wasn't clear on my exit procedures, you know, so oh yeah it was, hell no, it, was it was messed up so he was cool with you and then went to go tell us another story to clear, right. cover his ass exactly in case you decided to, to spunk up and say yo oh man yeah exactly that's... but I'm, I'm not discouraged i will go again and i will when was this this was december no kidding the funny thing is i was doing it mm-hmm. to clear my mind for finals no kidding. <laughs> yeah. I thought, okay, I, I got all the all this book yeah. stuff. I'm reading all this stuff. I'm going to clear my head. And how I'm going to do that? I'm going to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Bad idea. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, I did that. And then all of a sudden, not only were my finals and everything on my mind, but then I was retracing the steps for days on things I could have done better and things you know, that I could have alleviated to to make the situation better. Yeah. Then I found the floats, you know, the deprivation tanks. Yeah. And that's what I do now to, to clear my head. You know what I did last year is I went and saw uh, Spike Bywater. She runs um, Healing Bywater. And she has this pool, and it's like 98 degrees in the same – and there's no, it's all shallow in. And uh, I went, I think, every Friday for the better part of the year, and it helped me out a lot. Like, she – was amazing and she's holding your head in the palm of her hand and you're basically letting your whole body be just maneuvered and manipulated by her to make you feel better and at first it's weird because you're just like 
okay, you're not gonna let me drown, you're not gonna let me drown, you're not gonna let me drown, <laughs> all right, I'm good, I'm good. And you just release your trust to her and it's amazing, she's compassionate, she's caring, she's a veteran, she's just the biggest sweetheart I've ever met in my entire life. Just love the woman to death. Um, and she's, if you guys get a chance, healing by water. And it helped me out a lot. It helped me get through a lot of stuff. So, brother, those deprivation tanks, the water tanks, just that, that holistic therapy actually works. Like, Very true. You know, I'm not like woo-woo, hippie, all that cool, crazy stuff. But, you know, I tried it out, man. And it, it really helped me you out. You got him. It, really, it, was, it was a routine. It was something different. And it helped me relax a lot. I've never tried deprivation tanks, though. Oh, That's awesome. got to be interesting. Well, the thing for me, like, I, I actually heard about it on another podcast. Yeah. On the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. He said, if you have problems, go in there. If you have things that you're really, really thinking about. I saw that podcast. Go in there with problems, and you'll come out with solutions. No kidding. So last, last December, when I was going through finals with school, I had my finals that I had coming up. Mm-hmm. Plus, I had five classes with six projects. Jeez. One class had two projects and yeah. and they were all supposed to be group projects but you know how group projects go one person or two person two people take the majority of the work and the rest just like yeah they piss they're, off they're and OFO, everyone else yeah you know they're okay. but um yeah like my two projects that i had in in the business math class i was running them completely solo and i was in way over my head it was really complex math so I went in there with the problems of what I'm gonna get. What am I gonna do with these projects? What am I gonna do with this this business math problem that I'm running completely solo? And I came out with the answers. And the no, funny okay. thing is, the crazy thing is, I've always done okay on tests. Yeah. But I've never ever once got a hundred percent on a test in college. That semester, I got five perfect project scores and five 100 scores no kidding. absolutely perfect and, and and i put it all to uh the deprivation tank that's legit i'm gonna have to try that out i'm gonna have to try it out that's, absolutely that's crazy get some get some stress off man that's awesome what are the therapy like so i you know we do something called campfire therapy at triple b adventures which is just basically a bunch of veterans getting around a campfire having a couple beers and opening up the wounds a little bit and talking about what's going on in their life. And for me, like the woods, mother nature provides that challenge. I think that I crave because mother nature will kill you regardless. She doesn't care who you are. And I think the hunting, the hiking, the camping and fishing offers an adventure, a challenge uh, to be able to test yourself. I think it's the last place for us veterans can find a challenge that we're looking for. And I think that's good therapy. Oh yeah, for sure. It's good therapy, especially just being a campfire. It brings out your inner Viking, or in your case, your your inner uh, Minnesotan. Inner inner Finn, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The synonymous Finns and Minnesotans, man. It's uh, it's funny, but uh, oh, you betcha. You know what's funny is, I just as veterans, you got to get out. You got to find something that helps you out. You can't get out of the military and sit in your house and sit in your basement drinking Jack all day. As much as and that's fun. Uh, who doesn't love drinking Jack? But you can't do that for the rest of your life. You got to figure it out. If you start to wallow in your own self-hate and your own pity and your own anxiety, it's going to eat you. You have to go out and find something. You have to go out and get some therapy. Get involved with a veteran organization. If you're feeling lonely, you're feeling isolated, you're feeling down, 
go get involved. Go find an organization. Get online. Look around. You know, there's lots of online organizations, and they all do a great job. It provides a community. But do something where you get a house with other veterans as well. Go out and do something. Go clean up a trail with some veterans. Go meet up at a brewery somewhere. Here in San Diego, we got, what, 18,000 breweries out here? It's in, and counting. And counting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times you can make a peanut butter stout, you know, before it's like, all right, yeah, we get it. It's, you know, it's gross. Um, when when they add the banana, though. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Oh, geez, now you're just getting that's crazy. That's good. I can't. I'm I not, tried it. I mixed them. Brother, oh, I am not manly enough to drink <laughs> that stuff. Like, I still drink light beer, you know. All right, cool, yeah. But it's funny. It's like, I stopped drinking beer. Uh, to me, like, beer takes a place of where whiskey should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's my philosophy now. So I don't drink beer much anymore unless someone hands it to me because who's going to turn down a cold beer? That's a, that's a sin. You don't turn down cold <laughs> beer. But Unless anyway, it's an IPA, then I turn it down. I'm sorry. Yeah. But get out. Get the heck out of your room. Get the heck out of your your dark place and go out and connect and be with veterans. Look for opportunities to go and be with your groups and, and be with friends. You know, um, That's a huge part of really just trying to survive as a veteran in, in the uh, civilian world. So, so yeah, I mean, just get out. I went to a networking event today. Turns out as a veteran networking, but that wasn't my goal. What was it? It was, um, they call it the veteran bag, or I think it's the business advisory group. Oh, no shit. And, uh, and actually, there was, there was a veteran that I knew there. No kidding. Yeah, it was um, Jennifer Jordan with uh, yeah, J-Dog. Yeah, J-Dog. J-Dog, yeah. Chunk she removal. is funny. She is yeah. cool as hell. Yeah. She does not care. Yeah. Yeah, she's funny. She's awesome, and she was leading... She was leading the group today. No was, kidding. Yeah, it was really cool. I, you know, it's funny at the last vet together um, that we were at down at the VFW in Santee. Like, I saw her before, and she's like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Cause my memory sucks. I don't know what it is. My memory is just horrible these days." And she goes, "You don't remember me, do you?" I'm like, "I know the face." <laughs> and she goes, "Jennifer Jordan, J Dog." I'm like, "Oh, what's up? You know how you doing?" So she's dressed all tactical and stuff like that. So, but yeah, she's cool, man. She's fun to hang out and drink with. Yeah, yeah, that's cool that you saw that. So, what what networking event is it? Is it? It was called the. Was well, I, I think it's actually through the the Chamber of Commerce. Okay. But it was they call it the the Veteran Bag Event. I no think it's kidding. the Veteran Business Advisor Group. No kidding. I went with uh, another organization I'm working with. Mm-hmm. That um, they're actually for profit. They're they're doing tours. They they do they're called uh, where you want to be tours okay. and out of the ordinary group adventures, so nice. they do team building and, and group adventures mm-hmm. and they're they're trying to they're trying to get more military mm-hmm. on board. Yeah, they're trying to get me on board and they're trying to um, be a part of of just military life. Nice. doors it really is because uh, a lot of veterans see it as the field and it's like uh like i've had I've had other veterans go dude i've been out hiking i've been out to the field i'm not going out go camping and i understand that's not that's not their their cup of tea uh but it's really hard to get guys out sometimes they're just kind of stubborn they just rather sit play video games or or whatever but i really encourage guys just get out of the house uh and be with veterans so yeah, and and San Diego has more than than people think. There are so many veteran organizations here. 
Like lots of them. I mean, outdoors in San Diego, there, oh, yeah. there's actually mountains. Mountains, we got a desert, we got an ocean. And the same day, you can go surfing, um, you can do a little snowshoeing, and then go down to the desert. I've been standing at Mount Laguna at 30 degree weather, looking down at 80 degree weather in the same day. It's insane. Yeah. There's so much outdoors here in San Diego, but nationwide, just get out. Well, it looks like we're, uh, we're punching it kind of late. Uh, any last say, Browns brother, before we wrap it up? So just uh, throw another shout out to Gunfighter Tactical. Yeah, definitely. Sheepdog need sharp teeth. Sheepdog need sharp teeth. Say that 10 times fast. No, <laughs> maybe, maybe next time. Hey, uh, we love you guys. Until next time. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to us, uh, the Triple B Podcast. Uh, stay tuned. Um, we're going to have another one here in a couple of weeks. We're going to take a break. Um, we got stuff to do next week, and then we'll come back, and we'll do another awesome podcast. We're going to have some awesome guests. We're going to have DJ Raza. Uh, we're going to have Chris Soriano. Uh, so it's going to be some really good people to get some advice and some information on um, how to be entrepreneurs, how to take care of your finances, how to run a business. So uh, we'll see you guys soon, and uh, thanks for listening. Triple B Adventures. Get the buck outside. Space Force.